Hey, what up, world? What up, Mars? What up, Pluto? What up, V-Rob? It's Hoppy. Uh, checking in. Uh, man, I got a soft spot for ratchet bitches. I swear I do. I got a soft spot for cross-eyed hoes. Uh, I do, man. There's something about a, uh, a super hot girl that, you know, she's just hot as fuck, but then she got that one eye that just wanders off when you're fucking her. I don't know. It's weird. But, uh, you know, some guys like it when the legs shake. I like it when, when I make her eyes cross. But anyway, uh, you know, it seems a lot of trashy ratchet bitches don't even know that they ratchet bitches. So, babies, listen up. Listen to Hoppy. If you ever had a guy that you was fucking and his roommate threw all your shit off the balcony because you would not leave, you might be one of them ratchet bitches. If your pussy is so loose, that motherfucker will not even pucker up when you put some preparation H on it, you might be one of them ratchet bitches. If you wash your panties in the sink when you get to your date's house to hide the smell a little bit, you definitely might be one of them ratchet bitches. If your toes totally hang off the end of your high heels looking like they fitting to bungee jump, you might be one of them ratchet bitches. If you have a one color side tattoo, that look like it was done by a monkey having a seizure while jacking off, you might be one of them ratchet bitches. If, if you have five baby daddies that all get together, laugh and make fun of your man on Facebook, honey, you one of them ratchet bitches. Holla y'all. You are now listening to Random Ramblings with Rock. Yay! Yay! Yeah. everybody i'm back i'm back it's your host b rob and this is the random ramblings with rob it's a podcast that you're listening to right now and you should know that because you are in the podcast section of whatever app you use to download this episode but first and foremost before i get started i'd like to thank you the listener for coming back each and every week or however you listen to podcasts and if you're a first time listener you are in for a treat, especially if you're a wrestling fan like myself. Um, I'm a lifelong wrestling fan. Uh, this is not a wrestling podcast, but if I ever so happen to have a guest on that uh, dabbles in the professional wrestling or likes professional wrestling as much as myself or even more, and we happen to strike up a conversation about professional wrestling, then by golly, who am I to turn that person down or away? It'll just happen if it happens. You know, you just got to let it ease on in there, you know, <laughs> just a tip, you know, but um, 
in other news, uh, Hoppy's back with uh, more whimsical tales. So I appreciate that. Like I said, this this is Hoppy's platform as well as my platform. I do more talking, but he just comes in whenever he wants to, hungover or whatever the case may be, and uh, tells us um, some of his adventures. And I appreciate it, Hoppy. And you need to get your ass on this podcast so we can hash it out and uh, discuss your um, your, your credits and your payments. Um, maybe some um, ID, IMDB uh, credits <laughs> for stunt work for all the shit you be talking about. But um, today is a special episode. Um, lifelong wrestling fan, like I said before. And um, WWE and um, WCW, when it was a thing, was uh, my bread and butter back in the day. That was the majority of what I watched. Um, I was, you know, it was tunnel vision for me. I mean, it was the most accessible. And, um, I wasn't like a big tape guy trading tapes and all kind of stuff. I mean, I did that a little bit when it came to the ECW stuff, cause that was the only way I could watch it was, you know, I knew somebody that might have rented a tape or got a tape from somewhere and we would watch ECW pay-per-views and, um, different shows of ECW. But, uh, for the most part, WWF, WWE, WCW was my bread and butter. It was all the professional wrestling that I would only watch. And, Going into my adult years, it was uh, pretty much of the same. Um, but within the past, uh, what, three years, um, I've expanded my range as, um, a wrestling fan. You know, I've been branching out, uh, looking at, um, other, you know, places to watch wrestling. I used to watch, um, uh, what was that wrestling from Hollywood? I forget the name of the damn federation, but I was able to get that on, um, with my cable package, um, I would watch some of the CMLL or AAA. Couldn't understand the goddamn thing they were saying, but um, it was on my TV, and I would watch it. Um, and then I got into uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling and everything, and um, I'm currently watching that now. I'm currently subscribed to New Japan World, which is um, their uh, subscription service where you can watch all their live events and pass events and everything and they got a whole bunch of other content it's similar to the wwe network but it's all a japanese uh, sorry if i sounded racist just then didn't mean to it just came out of me but along the lines of expanding my search for more professional wrestling and broadening my horizons i also dabbled in some independent uh wrestling especially in missouri with a uh, central states championship wrestling and um I also fell into this show called Lucha Underground. Now, all those things that I just mentioned, um, independent places that I've attended live shows at, um, New Japan Pro Wrestling, um, CMLL, AAA, Lucha Underground is like a whole different animal. Yes, it has wrestling in it, is uh, but I wouldn't call it a wrestling program. I would call it a TV show that just so happens to have a little bit of wrestling sprinkled out through it. I mean, there's larger than life characters. Um, and it's, um, the way it's shot is, uh, really cool. It's like at CSI or, um, any kind of TV show that you will watch, you know, that isn't professional wrestling. It's sh- shot as a show with wrestling sprinkled in it. You know, we have a disagreement, the plot thickens, and then we hash it out in the ring, you know, <laughs> but, um, Diving into Lucha Underground season one, I came across this character. It was, um, he was different from, um, 
the other competitors in Lucha Underground because, you know, most of them are the luchador style. They have a mask and all this different attire and get ups and all kind of things. But this was just like a plain Jane dude, man. He just had a t-shirt and, um, pants, you know, in the vignettes. And then, you know, he got in the ring. He just had some, you know, regular tights and some boots and a t-shirt. And, uh, he just looked like a plain Jane old guy, just like your regular everyday man. But, you know, Seeing this character on the screen for the first time, I thought it fucking sucked. That's like, out of all these characters they have on Lucha Underground, this one is just the plainest of them all. He doesn't have a, you know, gimmick. He doesn't have like a cool outfit or a cool entrance or whatever the case may be. He just like, he's in the ring and he wrestles, you know. But over time, this plain Jane wrestler has morphed into a motherfucking psychopath. <laughs> this is like a complete 180. And then it thought about doing another 180 to putting it back to where it was. Then it just like completely went back to where it was and punched itself in the face and went back to the other 180 to where it went crazy in the first place and did like a 90 degree turn. And that doesn't make any sense anymore. But anyway, that character now to me is like one of the best characters on the show because of the character development. It went from this thing that was just like blah to now is just like a staple in the show and we as uh, Lucha Underground fans and wrestling fans period are just waiting to see what happens next and if you don't know who I'm talking about if you're not familiar with the Lucha Underground product this character is Marty the Moth and I gave you all that rigmarole and all that build up and anticipation to let you know that he is my guest today <laughs> on this episode of the Random Rounds with Rob podcast. I have Martin Xawas, the man who forks people in the face, <laughs> who uh, steals dog tags and drops them down in his tights and uh, camouflages his face and damn kidnaps people and terrorizes the shit out of them. Yep, that's him. That's Martin the Moth. That's Martin Casawas. And I hope I'm saying his name right because when he said it, I tried to commit it to memory because, as you know, I am bad as shit with names. <laughs> so I had to say it a lot. I was in there. I had to Casawas. 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 <laughs> like a sandwich. But anyway, it was a pleasure and it was an honor and a privilege to sit down with this man and, uh, get a peek behind the curtain of uh marty the moth get to see what's uh in the mind of a man <laughs> that is out of his mind at least on tv but it was cool uh once once again it was my it, it was great I, i'm lost for words right now i didn't think this would happen in the way that it happened it was just just the simplest of things like the picture on my instagram Liked a couple of his pictures on Instagram. Um, Instagram um, implemented the direct messaging. And so I said, hey, could I have you on my podcast? And he's like, well, I'm busy right now. Hit me up in a couple months and we can try again. I did as instructed. And here we are. Uh, why can't it be that simple for everybody else? <laughs> we can get into a whole rant and diatribe about that bullshit. But I've ran my mouth enough. Um so we're going to get right into it. Um, 
on this edition of the Random Rounds with Rob podcast featuring Martin Casales. Okay, um, feel free to cuss as you like. Um, <laughs> it's not feel free to cuss as I like. I don't like that already. Yeah, you can say anything you want or not say anything at all. We can just have it be awkward. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, actually, I'm actually literally getting massage at as we speak. So if I make weird grunting noises, it's a good thing, and it's not what you think. Okay, I don't know what I would think. <laughs> <laughs> I just Martin Lot just started grunting on the phone with you. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, that wouldn't be too far from what we used to see on TV, so. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Okay, while you um sitting there and relaxing or laying and relaxing and enjoying your massage, I'm just going to say a whole bunch of shit, and um, I'm going to just get it all out the way. All right. Sounds good. Lucha Underground. Um, when I first started watching season one, uh, they introduced a character called Marty DeMoth. And I'm not going to lie to you. I don't lie to any of my guests. And I'm going to be straight up with you. When I, f- at first glance, when I first saw this character, I was like, this has to be the shittiest character Lucha Underground has produced so far. <laughs> and sir, as a testament to your skill and your range as an actor and an entertainer, you have turned that opinion completely around. <laughs> I appreciate that very much. It was, uh, when they first handed me the character, it was definitely not something I was super, super stoked about. Like, how the heck am I going to make a moth intimidating? Okay, that's going to be fun. Uh, but it seems like it worked, so I appreciate the feedback. Yeah, because, um, like I was saying, as a testament uh, to your range as an actor and as an entertainer that, you know, it completely changed my opinion on you. Obviously, um, Lucha Underground is structured from what I perceive as a, you know, WWE television or any other wrestling program. It's more like a actual TV show rather than a wrestling show. So me seeing some actual character development, you know, I really enjoyed that. And like I said, you changed my opinion of that character tremendously over uh, from season one, from when I first seen him all the way up through the um, ending of season two, which um, I haven't started watching season three, but from. Oh, you haven't yet? Oh, you're (laughs) so much fun to store right now. Oh, you have not. Okay. I was about to say not to cut you off. I apologize. Mm -hmm. Um, but you were saying you like the way the character's gone. I really think Mario the Moth has actually had the most character development yes. um, from season one into where we're at now. And a lot of that development has happened in season three. So you're going to see fun stuff coming. So, uh, yeah, I really think we have the biggest story arc with my character to where he is now. I just forked the crap out of Phoenix on live TV. Um, and, if you if you're watching their Twitter at all, that that makes sense to you. But mm-hmm. so if you haven't seen the episode, then that sounds weird. Um, but the character has evolved to a, almost a serial from a clown to a serial killer. Uh, it's been fun, but that's all in season three, and you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I um I didn't get to see all of season two as it was on TV, but with the new deal with Netflix and everything, I was able to catch mm-hmm. up where I left off. But what I was saying, um, I haven't got to yet to um 
sink into season three yet because um, I had to find alternate means because I don't have El Rey with my package. (laughs) But um, from what I've monitored from, you know, my social media accounts and um, just what I've been scrolling through on Twitter and everywhere else, like you were saying, most of the stuff I've been hearing about season three is with Marty the Moth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this has definitely been my season. Um, at a match, probably episode three, I think, or episode two of this season, that really took me from where you're seeing me at season two right now mm-hmm. to a whole nother level in series in season three, and then it just progressed from there. So I'm excited for you to see the start of season three on. Well, shit, I'm excited for me to see it. <laughs> <laughs> well, get on that. I had to watch it via those same means the same way for the longest time. So I feel you. So. Obviously, you're getting massage. So, what is a typical day recently in the life of yourself, sir? Recently, well, um, I recently had a, a lot of life changes. Actually, so recently, my day has been all sorts of skill on this. Um, I am an actor. I own a supplement company. Um, I'm a wrestler. I do the uh, underground, and I was a stockbroker. Um, I decided to stop doing stockbroking. Um, and just do acting, wrestling, and supplements full time now. So that was literally as of Tuesday, last Tuesday. So my day has changed significantly. Um, but it used to be I do the stockbroking job, uh, and then I go to training after that. But now since that's gone, really it's been, I wake up at 7 a.m., um, make my girlfriend, uh, breakfast. She did it for me, um, a lot. So I'm going to do that every morning. After that, I'm going to probably be doing DDP yoga. If you haven't tried it, you should. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, after that, we're literally just talking about, well, before this massage started, we need to figure out an exact game plan. So this is what I'm thinking so far. So you're hearing it as my girlfriend's hearing it too. Oh, as she's massaging me, so it might start hurting a little bit more. Um, probably doing that. And then I would, if I can get a massage, great. If, but not. Every day that's going to happen. I'm going to go to the gym at four. I'm going to be doing business meetings basically from 12 on, uh, till four. Uh, that includes, uh, also going to auditions and filming movies. So life is completely kind of random every single day for me. Oh shit. And you're in the right place for that. The random ramblers with Rob. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. My day is your podcast. I uh, love it. <laughs> Now, I mean, you, you just threw a whole bunch of things at me. It was an acting, a stockbroker, a, a owner of a supplements company, and a freaking professional wrestler and everything. What That's came a- first? What's what? I said, what came first out of all that stuff? Uh, out of all of that stuff, wrestling. Wrestling actually came first, going down that list. I started wrestling in 2003. Um, I was, didn't start stocks till 2007. I opened my supplement camp company in January. Official launch in May. So, wrestling, then the other, and then the supplement company. Actually, it's maybe acting. I did Everwood in 2009. So, actually, nope, still wrestling. Boom, <laughs> I've had to go by order. Wrestling is actually first. <laughs> I've been doing that the longest. So, it's been alright. A good 14 years for me. Oh, man. So, I mean, I have had um, 
couple of professional wrestlers and not so professional wrestlers on my show before. And I got the uh-huh. softball question for you. Yeah. What got you hooked? What got you hooked on professional wrestling? Mm, I feel like it was maybe just the emotion I got when I was a little kid. Um, I first saw wrestling when I was at my grandpa's house. And I think it was like NWO. I came in late. Mm-hmm. It was like NWO and they were beating up like one person. And there was like five of them. And for some reason that like stuck with me and it pissed me off that five people were beating up one person. Um, and then after that, I just got hooked on that. I started watching it. We went into Monday Night Wars, uh, deep in there by the time I started, um, watching it. And, uh, I don't know. I think it's just so exciting to watch like all these stories happen. Um, but I started really, really late. So I didn't even know Hulk Hogan had like the red and yellow and all that. I saw him, I saw him first at, as Hollywood Hogan. So. Wow. So, uh, I think it's excitement, the stories, because got what got me hooked. So I'm glad I'm at a place like each other. I'm going to tell a little bit more stories. Okay. I can, I can agree with that because, um, I'm branching out into other, wrestling cuz i mean i'm a i'm a wwf wwe guy wcw guy i've been i've watched all that all my life and um pretty much you know wwe current is um pretty much all i know but over the past couple of years i've just been getting into all kinds of other wrestling roh um lucha underground um i just got new japan world so i'm diving into a lot of the new japan stuff um and whatever else i can just try to find like um youtube helps out a lot because i watched uh book of t school down here in houston um reality of wrestling they got their own own thing yeah they got a school there huh i've been down there i wrestled down there what yeah (laughs) about a year and a half ago it's a pretty awesome school down there yeah from what i hear from guys that are gals that are down there it's just it came from a small thing to this big thing that they got down there in uh, texas city yeah, it seemed like a sweet place. I got to do a show down there, have a match, hang out with Booker a little bit. It was the same time Nash went there. I don't know when that was or how many times he's been there. But yeah, it was a cool school. I heard good things about it. Every time I did WWE stuff and his guys were there, they were always pretty good. So it seemed like a good school to go to. And since you brought up WWE, um, my friend Miles, Mr. No Days Off on Twitter, um, he hosts a uh, podcast uh, called um, what? What do you call this shit? He just told me about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously it didn't resonate with you, but I don't remember. Yeah, I got to hear my my DMs because you know it goes down in DMs. Always, I actually had to shut my my DMs off. Unfortunately, I'll turn them back on soon okay. on Twitter. And <laughs> <laughs> you get that craziest shit. I can only imagine, man. I mean, you, you're a face that's a constant on American and, you know, probably everywhere else on television. So, I mean, I, I imagine you get some of the craziest things ever. Oh, yeah. Crazy. And crazy requests and usually the same questions every time. Uh, but now we're trying to go on showing in Germany or in Mexico or in Canada where um, people, of course, are going and using those same means that you and me were. Uh, <laughs> In other places, so it's getting out there. Plus, I've been doing AAA lately. But some of these messages, man. Like, some people will add me and then ask me if I'm a wrestler. I'm like, 
Yeah. Can you not read my description or something like that? And like there'll be people that are clueless, but they just they just saw a blue check next to your name, so they assumed you were cool because you're verified on Twitter, and then they just add you and write you messages. Um, and then you have the super fans, and the, which are awesome. I love them. And just they they talk about matches. It's amazing. I write back to all of them. But then you just got the weird ones. Something like, hey, send me a picture of blah blah blah. Or I just straight up get dick pics. I get more dick pics. I don't know if I got ugly or what. I used to get naked women all the time sending me their pictures. Even not in my DMs. Even just on Twitter uh, back in the day like where everyone can see it. Now, I don't know if I got ugly or what, but I've been getting more dick pics in the last several years than ever anything from women. And that is not something I'd like to see on my DMs. <laughs> We'll get back to Miles in a second, but um, <laughs> um, hold on, you just hold on, you fucked all my shit up. Hold on. <laughs> oh, you shut up! Did I say something bad? Oh, what? Oh, I gotta compose myself. <laughs> I'm cool to say that on this podcast. Yeah, you can right? say whatever you want, man. I don't care. It's random. <laughs> <laughs> I just figured I had to say that. Right? Here and I've been trying to build my Twitter up a lot. Now, but what you were saying about um people, you know, just not playing out reading what's in front of me. I mean, you say you're a professional wrestler, then they're gonna turn around and ask you, "Are you a professional wrestler?" You know, dumb shit like that. But I can kind of side with those people from for uh, you know in certain instances because one, kind of how this whole thing came together with me and you talking right now. Um, it was many moons ago. We put that in months standpoint. It was months back. You know, I, I got my own Instagram account and um, I did a couple of videos and took a couple pictures and your account on Instagram liked my videos and pictures. So, so me um, being a wrestling fan and I was like, oh shit, is that dude from Lucha Underground? And I had to dig and do research to make sure that it was your account because if you've been on the internet, there are people that if they like somebody so much, such as yourself and countless other professional wrestlers or even movie stars or whoever, they will make a parody account. Oh, yes. I've seen parody accounts. And I've seen people pretending to be me. I've had a report a lot of people actually are pretending to be me and uh, trying to talk with like bookers and stuff to try and get booked. But they're not me, so I'm not quite sure what they're trying to get out of it. Um, I've had people like writing chicks as me. Uh, so I had a report and that, that's fine. Like if you want to do a fan page, that's cool. I do pictures or whatever and be cool about it, but they pretend to be me. That's just weird. I've had actually someone on Facebook create a fake profile and write some of the new trying to get try to get dirt. So. Uh, I actually am only not verified on Instagram. Instagram, for some reason, hates me, doesn't want to give me that blue check, but that blue check is actually more helpful uh, for that exact reason you mentioned than, mm-hmm. than I thought. Uh, I actually recently just got on Facebook. I've had it on Twitter for a little bit, but, man, that's a lot more helpful just for that reason. I totally agree. Yeah, because, like, I mean, i seen it, and, then you know, I seen, used to um, been that picture that you have up there for a while, so I was just like, Oh, that's cool. And then I seen you know, maybe two or three more after that. I was like, then I was like, let me investigate. And I was like, oh shit, it's really him. Cause I had to, uh, I used that and I kind of bounced it off the Twitter account and the Facebook account. 
And I was like, oh, all right, so it's really that dude. And then I asked, and you said, not right now, because you're busy, which I appreciate you even responding, because being a low, a lowly bottom feeding podcaster like I am, I mean, it's just great to have somebody acknowledge you, even if they're saying no, because I've sent countless people, countless emails. I try to be as professional as fucking possible, and nobody <laughs> don't say shit. I, I would love for somebody to tell me no, just so I would know, you know, that they said no. <laughs> <laughs> just so they got it, they know. Uh, maybe I'd glad you send another one. No, I get it. And I know a lot of people don't write back in messages, or they have people uh, that run their Instagrams and their messages and their social media. But I just do it myself. I don't trust anybody else to run my stuff. Uh, but that also means, unfortunately, it takes me a while to get to messages. So I'm glad we got it all worked out here. So a little patience and we make things happen. Yes, sir. And I, I once again, I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. But I, I do hate the people that have some money on their own or someone else's, uh, like Terry Crews runs his own. I do that because of the movie I did with them. But he runs his own, but the little people out there who actually have just people pretend like answering for you. Just think that's weird. If I wrote a message to Leonardo DiCaprio and some other person wrote back as Leonardo DiCaprio, I'd be kind of pissed. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> yeah. I'm tired. She might get some weird shit on me tonight. Yeah. And then, I'm, it's just, uh, I find a lot of this stuff weird. I mean, technology brings us so close together, you know, easily, simply. But, Nobody uses the shit, you know, emails. I can remember when AOL came out and all this other shit. And it was just like, you mean, and I said this before, I said, you mean I don't have to find a pencil, find a pen, find a sheet of paper, write shit down, fold it up, put it in an envelope, address the envelope, lick the stamp, put the stamp on the envelope, lick the envelope, close the envelope, put it in a mailbox or drive my ass to a post office and put the shit in a mailbox so it can get mailed to somebody else so they can raffle up all the damn paper, open it, read it, and do the exact same thing to reply back to me. Yeah. And I was oh. like, email is so fucking awesome, but nobody fucking uses it anymore. <laughs> I think they use Snapchat <laughs> more than they use email. It's true, though. I, I have my email that I honestly check my Instagram messages, my Facebook messages, and my Twitter, and Twitter messages. I get a lot of messages, so sometimes I don't, I, sometimes I don't, don't get through all of them. But after I've done with all three of those, then I'll check my email, because I hate checking emails. I don't know why it is, but I hate the emails. It's so much faster and more convenient on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. How many Viagra um, messages you get on your e- in your emails nowadays? Oh, man, I had thousands. <laughs> oh, man, I get so many. And a lot of requests, and this is off topic too, but I get a lot of weird emails too, um, asking me to do porn. So, I in the Viagra, got Viagra and job offers for porn, um, and then a bunch of dating sites. <laughs> Have you, because uh, I've done this a lot, it's like, especially on um, Skype, you, you know, you get those um, random requests out of nowhere, you know, and then you, oh. they'd be like, hi. Then you're like, hey, what's going on? Who's this? Oh, nothing. I was just sitting around and I seen your name pop up in the thing. And 
I just wanted to say hi. I was like, well, hello. You know, just playing along with it. And it's just like, you want to see my pics? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got um, I got one of friend requests or whatever on Skype. I don't know how Skype works. Well, I only use Skype for podcasts like this. But then I got sent a picture, and I it, it's blurry, but I feel like it. I look, I show my girlfriend, it looks like a dick. I think it's a dick pic. I'm like 99% sure. So I don't want to click it and have it download and clear up the view. <laughs> I'm just not going to write back a message. Like, okay, this is going off way off freaking topic about no one using emails. But since when do people just send dick pics now instead of saying, like, hi? Like, is that how people date now? That's how technology has changed. You had to go write mails, go to the post office, et cetera, work through the paper. Now people just send dick pics. Like, hey, you want bang? <laughs> like, technology has changed everything. It's so much quicker. Now it's like Insta Sex now. It's at an app. I think you should trademark that. You add that to your portfolio. <laughs> Insta Sex. Well, add that to my portfolio of shit I do. That might actually work. That would actually sell a lot. Yeah, but it's just it's just so weird, man. It's just like, I don't know. Because, like, we in the time in place now to where everything is on demand. I mean, everything. I mean, shit, Lucha Underground is on demand in some places. But I'm, I'm like, it's just how you just said. If you are a female and in the need of male companionship or even female companionship, you can open up an app on your damn phone and press a couple clicks and boom, it'll be at your door in like 20 minutes, depending on where you are. It's going to get so, it's going to be like that so, so soon. Like, it's already there pretty much. It's almost like ordering a Tinder. Yeah, and then I, what I didn't know is, I mean, it's not sex related, but it could be. Uber delivers food. I didn't know that shit. I, I meant to say Uber, but I meant to say I meant to say Uber. But Uber Eats, I heard about that just recently. I love that idea. Someone is smart in that company, so because there's a lot of people who want to drive. So yeah, you're gonna get that a lot. Technology is so insane, and it's only gonna get crazier too. It's gonna be so much easier. However, going off topic. I feel like things are a lot more impersonal now. Yeah. Uh, but before you had to speak face to face, et cetera. Now I just don't think, I think that art of actually speaking face to face is gone. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm in a profession to where I deal with people all day, every day. I have to talk to people, even when I don't want to talk to them motherfuckers, they find a way to come talk to me. <laughs> it's just like, I'm standing there. And it's like, can I ask you a question? I was like, I really wish you don't. I'm saying it in my head. I'm not saying it out loud. <laughs> and then I love when they say that. I get a lot of messages that say, can I ask you a question? I'm like, you just did. <laughs> no shit. That's my favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> I get that one a lot, too. My girlfriend laughs at me because I show it to her. Like, and when I see her say message a couple times, she laugh. I show it to her. And she's like, <laughs> yep, she he just definitely asked some questions. So you get that one a lot, too, probably. Especially, I mean, um, before I used to be in the Marine Corps and before I got out, I taught at my MOS school. That's my job in the Marine Corps. I, I went back to the schoolhouse where they taught me and I went back to teach people. And that would be like the number one question. Can I ask you a question? I was like, no, you just asked the question. What, what you, you trying to ask me something else now? <laughs> yeah. You should have asked me two questions because you just use your question up. <laughs> this is, this is not Aladdin. You get no more. <laughs> Which, by the way, they're doing a live action one too soon. Of Disney, smartly, he's going to rehash all the old shit, put it in 
live instead of cartoon. Yeah, because I mean, let's just think about that too. There's going to be a generation of kids that only know these live action movies and not the original cartoon content. Exactly, but the way they did Beauty and the Beast was pretty much shot for shot. So parents and kids are going to be going crazy for the same stuff. It's not like the material changed, like something like Power Rangers did. Will Smith is going to be the damn genie. What? Will Smith is the genie in the Aladdin. I was not expecting that, but okay. I was not either. See, I, Will Smith, I think, can pull off anything. So well, I see, think being a funny guy, that's something Will Smith got down. Yeah. I think he's going to do well, but like, there's a certain crop of actors that have been so far all over the spectrum as far as acting goes and height of uh, popularity and everything that, I mean, may, maybe you can agree with me or not, but there's a certain crop of actors that, you know, they just, the celebrity is so big, so bright that they aren't characters anymore. They're only themselves in freaking movies. One being Absolutely. Will Smith. Anytime I see Will Smith in the movie, Will Smith is Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Anytime I see The Rock in the movie, it's just The Rock in a damn movie. <laughs> That's right. Anytime I see Kevin Hart in a movie, it's Kevin Hart being Kevin Hart. Anytime yep, I see Samuel L. Jackson in a movie, it's Samuel <laughs> L. motherfucking Jackson in a movie. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, James Franco, same yeah. shit. Uh, Seth Rogen, same yeah. thing. So many actors just are those actors. So, but some can give you death like crazy. Johnny Depp, Sometimes it's Johnny Depp, but other times he disappears. Mm-hmm. Uh, one. Oh. I know who he doesn't doesn't disappear and should disappear is Tom motherfucking Cruz. Oh, did you see him in Tropic Thunder? That was hilarious. See, yeah, that's the thing. He was so out of his fucking character. I didn't even know that was fucking Tom Cruise. Either. I had to go back and look it up. I'm like, oh shit. I watched the whole thing and didn't even know that was him. Exactly. He just went so much out of his range and out of his norm of character that I didn't even know that was motherfucking Tom Cruise. Exactly. Some characters can disappear like that. Those are the good actors. Mm-hmm. And I like it a lot. I like it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, let me open my phone up again. I was talking about Miles and he had uh, a show, Mr. No Days Off on Twitter. No, it's Mr. Most Days Off on Twitter. I'm thinking about Darren Young. What the fuck? Mr. Most Days Off. That's like the opposite, my friend. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he had, he told me to ask you if you can go back in time and talk to your younger self and give him any advice for um, the tough enough stuff that you've done, what advice would you give him? Ooh. Well, if you're my girlfriend, you'd tell him drink less soda because that's what she thinks my broke my ankle from. Uh, <laughs> uh, honestly, I would have changed the damn thing. Um, I I wouldn't be where I am because of uh, tough enough. Like if, if I would have won, maybe I would have been a set problem, or maybe I could have been something in NXT. They hated me and then sent me off my way, mm-hmm. kind of like what they do as a winner. So. I wouldn't change a single thing. 
Um, I would say eat three times a day, though. That's something I would change myself because that's what I put on 40 pounds after, after tough enough. Steve Austin told me I wouldn't have had you change anything. Just keep working hard like you are and put on some weight. And so if Steve Austin told me I didn't have to change anything, I'm going to go with that. All right. And, and that's just weird to even think about or whatever. I mean, just like you said, what if you would have won? I mean, then what then? I mean, you would have missed out on all these wonderful opportunities that you're having right now. Exactly. I'm sitting here right now on a podcast speaking with you, getting a massage from a beautiful lady in my own house. I do think I'm doing just fine. <laughs> my the mom's doing okay. I think so. And also, what he said, if you feel the uncontrollable urge to do me a solid, could you put in a good word for me? On my Lucha Ground, Lucha Underground podcast. It's called Lucha of the Hidden Temple on the Voice of Wrestling dot com. <laughs> there we go. Tweet it to me. I'll tweet it out. Sweet. I will do such in a little bit. But I mean, what you got the supplement company? I mean, what drew you toward that? Uh, actually, I've had health issues since for over a decade. Just chronic, chronic fatigue. I was just so tired. Um, but I had shit I gotta do. So I would drink energy drinks, uh, and it got to the point where one was good, then three had to be, it did the same effect. Then it was to the point where I was working a desk job more often than I was doing wrestling. So, but I would still drink seven energy drinks and then a pre-workout just to stay awake. And I'm like, this can't be healthy. So I just had some crazy health issues. So finding something that made me feel good so I can get the shit done that I need to get done, that was pretty much my driver to open this up. Um, so I opened up a supplement company. It's got multivitamins and energy drink. Or it's not an energy drink. It's an energy spray. Um, I haven't had an energy drink this entire year. Um, to give you a comparison, I was drinking the seven a day and then the pre-workout and then now I'm just taking four squirts of this and it tastes like fruit loops. So, uh, I'm pretty happy with that. Um, we have a few other products, but either way, how crappy I felt before basically drove me to find something that made me feel good so I can get this shit done I need to get done. And, uh, it worked out pretty well. So now I found out a way to get it out there, get supplements out there so I actually feel better. And I actually get paid. So uh, it all worked out at the end. But, man, that sucks trying to figure out what's going on. That's <laughs> When you said that, you know, so I can get paid, it's not, it reminded me that um, Sierra song with Petey Pablo. He's like, I like to give a shout-out to Singles Gin because um, I drink it and they pay me for it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's awesome. Like, hey, you give people what they want, and then you get paid for it, too. So, hey, find a way to make your passion uh, monetizable. Wow. It's now full time wrestling and full time acting. I love acting. Uh, I love Lucha Underground so much more uh, than I would like to, the WWE. Yeah. Um, yeah, find what you like and then just make people pay you for it. So I got a supplement company. So just to drop my cheap, uh, cheap little hint, go to livejohnalways.com. I got a supplement company. Go there. If you want to know what Mario Moss does to get through the day of his crazy ass schedule. That's what that's what it is. So go there, get yourself, get off those damn energy drinks, sleep better, feel better. Uh, Ray Mysterio's had it, had it, Chavo Guerrero's had it. Um, so it's all natural, vegan, and vegetarian, and it's all good for you. So 
So get off your energy drinks. You go to theyoungalways.com. You go to my website and support a wrestler so you can eat and stuff. <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Buy more wrestling gear because apparently, according to the internet, the wrestling world wants them off to get some bigger gear. <laughs> I don't know. Them t- them, them, those trunks are kind of creeping, dog. That is 100% on purpose, too. I won't even lie. Oh, I, I understand. I, I can get it. I mean, it, it goes with the character. So, I mean, I, I understand. Exactly. He was going, they're like, hey, do you want us to make you one? I'm like, nope. It goes with the character. So, just, in fact, you might make it smaller. You want to make it smaller? Maybe I'll get back with you. Let's see how many complaints I get about this size. Yeah. So. <laughs> now, like, just talking about that, we just going to so, stay, stay in the loop of uh Go full circle. Go to LiveYoungAlways.com and buy supplements so maybe I'll get bigger gear so you guys will stop bitching. How's that? Uh-huh. How's that for advertisement? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Ooh. But in the whole realm of that uh, Lucha Underground thing with the, with the tights and everything and um, just some of the mannerisms and everything that your character does, how do you think that is in comparison to Joey Ryan's character? Because um, you do some nasty shit, too. <laughs> That <laughs> nastier. Uh, did I just hear someone say nastier in the background? I was somebody else on the line with us. There's echo. <laughs> There's an echo somewhere. <laughs> um, yeah, we definitely have a different style of creeps, and we're still both definitely creeps. Um, I actually, most of the time, I actually think on purpose. Anytime I think pull out something new, is is it too close to Joey Ryan? Or is it too close to Bray Wyatt? Because that's what everyone compares me to is those two. So I want to have my own kind of creepy and gross. Mm-hmm. So I would go more serial killer for me, and he can go more sex leads. Now, what's the announcer name? Um, Melissa Santos? Yes, Melissa Santos. I fucking love that shit, man. You just like terrorize <laughs> her to no end, and I just I get a kick out of it. <laughs> it is so fun. I love my job. Uh, <laughs> I'll say it that way. Um, no, she's so good to work with. She's I I she has no idea what I'm actually going to do to her You're when she's shows. announcing me. So I keep trying to break her or make her like stop saying my name or giggle or something. And I guess it took a sandwich to the mouth, and you'll see what that means when you catch up on season three. By those com- unconventional means, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, she's so good, and I love my job. Oh, actually, yeah, I'll see the burritos, yeah. Oh, you just knocked the table over. <laughs> <laughs> just got to have enough time to eat. See, but, you know, it's really fun. Melissa Saunders is fun to work with. She's super professional, and she's rocking it on her own. She, I like seeing what people do. They get a chance to slice through China Ground. I like to see what they do in the off-season. Russ has been on a show with us, The Apprentice from... Uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, Cage is freaking everywhere. I like seeing all these players on Lucha actually go out and do something with the, with the little love they're getting for Lucha. Yeah. Now, um, would you attribute all the things that you've succeeded in or starting in so far because of professional wrestling? I wouldn't attribute to it. I would definitely say it sped some things up. Um, like I, my college degree helped me get into the class work. I got a 3.98 in college. Uh, wrestling didn't help that at all. 
Mm-hmm. In fact, wrestling is probably the reason um, I didn't study for an academy test, and that's why I got to be not a 4.0. So, <laughs> wrestling has definitely been there, but I, I think it's wrestling's actually gotten out of my comfort zone a whole lot, um, and given me experiences um, and skills that I normally wouldn't have acquired as fast. Uh, so, wrestling definitely got me to where I'm at now. I wouldn't say wrestling is the only thing. I would have found something fun to do. But definitely, I went to a lot of wrestling. Now, um, with the um, acting gig or whatever, I only know about the um, thing that you did with Terry Crews or whatever. I mean, what are you looking forward to or what are you striving for in the acting room? I like to do as many movies as I can. Uh, I've been doing mostly TV shows with Tough Enough and Lucha Underground. I did a show called Barter Kings, a show called Everwood. Um, there's some short movies. I did that movie with uh, Adam Stanley. I really think I just like movies more. Um, I think I've already been experimenting with the TV realm. Uh, but Supernatural. My girlfriend wants me to try to get on Supernatural. Oh, so please. Supernatural, you're looking for a creepy. Please, please, please. I love that show so much. I've seen all 12, 11 seasons of it. And I watch it religiously when it's on TV. If you ever was to pop up on the motherfucking Supernatural, I would flip my shit. So would my girlfriend. I would probably definitely get laid at that point. (laughs) (laughs) She loves Supernatural. So I would, that would be a fun one. Or any of these CW shows. Like I'm, I love these shows like Arrow and The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, um, Gotham. If I get on one of these DC shows, I would be the, one of the happiest moths around. Yeah. I, let, me, I, let me play a supervillain. That'd be fun. Yeah. I, I love Supernatural so much, I even got the little demon seal on my damn left shoulder. Oh, you got it tattooed? Yeah. You got the demon seal tattooed on the shoulder. That's pretty cool. <laughs> you what? So does your brother? My brother does? Well, I guess my brother does too. So you guys got matchy matchy. Yay, we're twins. <laughs> Yay, demon twins. <laughs> well, no, we're not technically demon twins because the seal is to keep the demons out. So, <laughs> ah, there we go. See, I'm very far behind on supernatural. My girlfriend just said I'm not waiting for you anymore, and just kept up. And I think she's pretty caught up. You caught up, babe? Yeah, she's all caught up too. So, I would definitely. I've seen those two. Uh, on Supernatural for, I think I'm on six or seven or something like that. I love those guys. Those guys are hilarious. It seems like if you go on one CW show, you end up on a whole bunch of them. Yeah. yeah. I know a, a couple of people are on some of those superhero shows and they're on Supernatural too. Yeah. Or Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, you, need, you need to catch up if you're just on season six because you got a whole bunch of madness that you got to go through. <laughs> Last I checked, it was like Goliath or something. Oh, it's, it gets I yeah, get worse after that. <laughs> Is that what, seven? I, I think so, six or seven. We even had kind of like a, um, a, a running gag here with me and my wife because like um, the way it usually works is it'll go off and when the um, season premiere comes back, it's usually around September time frame or August, you know, end of September, early August time frame when the show comes back for a new season. So our anniversary is September... 19th and every time you know that around that time frame the last year's season would come out so season 11 would come out in um, preparation for season 12 premiering on tv so every time for our anniversary 
Um, she thinking she's going to get all this fly shit as a present. And I would uh, find some kind of awkward or intricate way to wrap up a supernatural season DVD case. And I would give it to mm-hmm. her. So every time she opened an anniversary present, it would be like a, a one season of Supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> that has been my girlfriend's present multiple times now. So that's clever. Use it as a, as a present. Though. That's clever. And then um, it got to a point she was like, she would open it and she's like, what? No Supernatural? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Supernatural's fun. Ouch! Don't hurt yourself, please. Not for the podcast. <laughs> nah, well, that's the thing about wrestling. Sometimes it just hurts sometimes. It gets like you're getting old. My stuff has definitely helped, though. So, But wrestling's still wrestling. You can't fake falling down. That's why I love when people say the F word. Yes. I don't get offended like some people. But we still hurt. It's, see, and, and that's the thing or whatever. When somebody random, random would come up to me and be like, you know, that shit's fake, right? And I'm just like, okay, let me pick you up right now and let me body slam you on the ground right now. Let me do it. Pretty please. And we'll see how fake that shit is. <laughs> we, we, we can agree that it's predetermined or maybe even scripted or maybe even well thought out, <laughs> but shit is not fake. <laughs> I ain't never seen nobody get injured on some fake shit. I'm just super curious why it's even a subject. Because they know the Avengers is fake, right? Tom Cruise really isn't a Mission Impossible guy, but you don't go up to them. People let him say, like, hey, you know, the Avengers is fake, right? Exactly. People feel like it's all right to come and say that's wrestling. Well, yeah, I don't give a shit. It's entertaining as hell. You might get land on. You might get spit on. You might end up being part of the show. It's random. Exactly. And, and and that's exactly what you said. It's the same shit I say. I was like, well, you know, your favorite television show is fake too, right? It's all make believe. <laughs> it's all work. Now, going into professional wrestling, whatever. Tell me about your first bump. How did that My jar your? Bump. How did that shock your body and your brain housing group and all that shit? Well, not to get more of the moth like. But it pleasured it. <laughs> um, actually, my first bump was in 2003. Um, I went to a WWE Raw show, and one of the local guys here in Salt Lake City, Utah, handed me a flyer for their local wrestling show. I didn't know that you could actually go out and wrestle and learn how to do the stuff they were, do- they were doing. Um, that's how cool I was. And then uh, I went to the ring, and as soon as I saw that ring, I was and love and decide this is what I want to do. But by that time, I had been out of high school for a year. I was a four-sport athlete, and I loved hitting people. So I tried to start a lacrosse team at my college just so I could hit people, um, and that worked out to some success. But at the same time, I just missed being physical for health's sake. So when I took that first bump, I'm like, yeah, that sucks, but that's what I was looking for. So that's kind of a long story to the weird answer of how that first bump feel, the shock in your body. It actually felt pretty good. <laughs> um, I got some minor pro wrestling uh, training experience and everything. And I can just remember the suckiest of all 
the bumps I've ever taken. Well, it was actually two of them. It was a fucking clothesline, the first clothesline I ever took, and a motherfucking body slam. Worst two I have ever taken and experienced, and I would never, ever, 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 ever do that shit again. <laughs> it was just like... Yeah, it's definitely that doesn't feel like a pillow. That's definitely sure. And then it, it, and it was the way I was introduced to the body slam as well. It was just like they put me through a train. It was like one guy, he was about my height, about <laughs> six foot tall. There was another guy who was shorter than him. And then there was another guy that was like six foot three. And I had to go, I had to walk up to one. He would pick me up, scoop me, slam. And I had to get up, go to the corner, come back. Next guy come up, pick me up, scoop, slam. Then I had to get up, go back to the corner, come back, pick me up, scoop, slam. And I'm just all these different heights, all these different styles of slams. And shit fucking sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, nice wrestling practice. And then, um, I've said it on the show before, but the first clothesline I ever took, it was unexpected. It was just like, I was early on in the bumping process. It was just like, this is how you bump coming off the ropes. You know, you hit the ropes depending on the size of the ring. Three steps in, boom, flat back bump. All right, I got it. So I'm practicing that shit, getting it down. One, two, three, boom, I'm on my back. And he's like explaining to me, the goddamn how the clothesline is gonna work. You come in about your third step. You're already gonna be going down to the mat. Minimal clothesline uh, contact with the arm. You're on your back. Boom, easy peasy. I was like, okay, I got it. I got it. You want to? You want me to show you? You want to take a clothesline real quick? Fucking right. Let's do it. Come off the ropes. Ooh. I'm into my second step. And before I can even hit the third one, bow right across the neck and face, and I'm on the ground. Oh, forcibly. Not because I wanted to, not because of how I did it in practice, but because I was put on the motherfucking ground. <laughs> Damn. My Hit t- you in the face. Yeah. He 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 was a tall and uh, big man. Showtime Shane Summers. <laughs> <laughs> and he showtime my ass. He just fucking clipped. And I was on the ground. My teeth clicked together. And then I jumped right back up. I no-sold it. As soon as he turned his back, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> probably the right thing to do though not that didn't hurt no I'm good Whoa, not smart man yeah wrestling I love the people who come in like oh it's like I just learned this and, well do you know why this hold hurts what do you mean why this hold hurts you know this is the point of why we're doing all these different holds is to show you why these hurt and da, da, da. And say, I don't know I, I want to teach kids sometimes uh, when I see a move like what actually hurts out of this well let me do it for real Oh, now I know. Well, there you go. That was the best sell I've seen you ever do because now you actually know why it hurts. <laughs> I might have been getting that a little bit there because my friends, too. Now, um, you've been a professional wrestler for however long you've been and, you know, all your experience and everything. You Have you been training other folks? Yeah, yeah. Well, every once in a while, whenever I get to training here in Salt Lake, a lot of times now... Um, we do a lot of those same drills. There's a lot of kids that come in that are, uh, they're, they're just starting out. So when I can get there, I'll, I'll do stuff, but really they just do line drills just like you did. And they don't really need me to sit there and just close on people. So, um, I will be doing a lot more training now. Um, but I do more of the advanced training stuff. Guys who actually know how to take bumps and stuff like that. That's what I kind of train. I, I like to do it because I get to train people, but at the same time, so much like different shit out there that you never know who saw this cool move or had this cool transition and I get to learn shit too. So it's more like a 
What was I'm it? training them, but they're actually tra- just training with me. Okay, yeah, I can dig that. What was it like going down to uh, Mexico for like AAA and all that? W- was it a culture shock your first time being down there? Um, it was. It was a safe one too because my first time down in Mexico was for Triple Mania, and I had a match. It was me, last legend Puma, and no, it was me, Ricky Banderas, uh, which is Milwertes. Matanza versus Rey Mysterio, uh, Prince Puma, and then Azteca. So, like, a big Lucha Underground match. Guys that I've been around before that I was comfortable with. I just happened to be in Mexico for my first time. Just happened to be Mexico City. And just happened to be in their WrestleMania for AAA. So, it made it a lot more comfortable being able to go there with those guys. But after that, I kept going. The other guys didn't. Um... And it's a little bit crazier when you're on your own and not hanging out with your boys. Now you're t- trying to hang out with people who don't speak your language. Um, and you're not quite sure. Like, most of the guys go to their families after. I don't live there, so I got nothing to do. So I try and go party, hang out. But, like, some places you can't do that. Yeah. So it's kind of fun to try and figure out. It's always an, let's put it this way. It's always an adventure to go down to uh, AAA in Mexico. You never know what to expect. Yeah, but wasn't that uh, one of the events down there to where you got the damn... The cut over your nose or some shit, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I pretended to be a bull. I saw La Parca oh, had a Mexican flag, and I was playing the whole Mexico versus USA. And I saw him waving a flag, and I'm like, hmm. I saw Johnny pretending he was a bull and trying to, like, bull ride for it. Like, he was a bull, and he just, hooray! And I saw Cage do it. I'm like, well, now nah, I feel like I got to do it. <laughs> I went, and then I didn't see a, there's a fence there, and I said, alright, I'm gonna hit this fence to be alright, I can chill here for a second. But I didn't know the layout in Mexico and fences are a lot different. So I just took a bar right to the face, and it was, uh, I just stand up and it was stupid, because it's not like I hit the fence hard or anything, but it just cut me open right in a good spot. We huddled, and all the guys were like, dude, are you okay? I'm like, what's wrong? Like, your face is bleeding pretty hard. And I was like halfway through the match, so it was whatever. But then I just told all of Mexico that we were at, this was at Juarez. By the way, I'm just going off on a tangent now. Mm-hmm. Um, but that cut on my nose was in Mexico. Um, we were about 10 minutes from the Mexican-American border. And this was four days after Trump got elected. Oh, no. Talking about building a wall around Mexico so the Mexicans could stay on their side. And we're, so we're 10 minutes from the border. I just came in wearing a giant American flag and telling all the Mexicans to go fuck themselves, essentially. Um, and they're like, hey, yeah, do you want to uh, go to the hospital? You're breathing pretty bad. I was just thinking, if I, if some dude came in here with the American flag and I'm a Mexican, I'm angry at him, he's just coming to go screw myself, and I get a needle to sew him up with stitches, would I be tempted to do something different? Like, stab my ass or something. Would you trust a Mexican hospital in the first place? <laughs> and then would you trust a Mexican hospital after you told all the citizens to go screw themselves? So now I'm like, ah, I'm going to wait. I'm gonna, I'll be just fine. I'll, I'll, I'll be just fine. Just super groovy. So that's the fun stuff about Mexico. Always adventure in Mexico. I don't know, man. You might have got a cool person at the hospital instead of, you know, like trying to hurt you or something. They probably just sold like a, a penis shape in your stitches or something. Like that. <laughs> right? Just have a dingling on your nose part or whatever. Yeah, and then it would have scarred like that. So I'd have a scarred penis on my face for the rest of my life. So, no, I wasn't going to a hospital. 
<laughs> See, that that was the long game, though. That was the long joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, it will work. Yeah. Better safe than sorry. Yes, sir. Be careful in Mexico. Basically, that's the moral story. Be careful in Mexico. You might get a penis uh, stitched into your face. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, sir. It's been a pleasure to have you on uh, the Lowly Man's podcast. And um, it was a great experience getting to talk with you and everything while you got your massage and uh, got your burrito and everything. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and let you do your plugs and do all your things, man. It's been fun. We talked about the most random shit. That's that's what it's for. for. (laughs) That's good. That's actually, that's a fun podcast. I usually get the same questions every time. So I appreciate you not doing that. And and once again, I done kissed your ass enough and I appreciate you for giving me your time. And um, as I say to every guest that's been on this show, for whatever reason you feel like you want to come on back, the door is always open. I will definitely send me a podcast. I'll go ahead and send it out as well. Um, speaking of, if you fans and followers of this the podcast, will actually just follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Martin Gassaus. That's where I'm going to be posting this interview as soon as he sends it to me. And you can listen, which you're listening to right now because you found it on my social media. Yay! Yay! <laughs> and go to liveyoungalways.com and buy my stuff so I can eat and buy bigger gear as per the conversation we had earlier. Yes. All right. Maybe anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want me to keep smaller, then don't go buy my supplements. <laughs> so, so, so that's the thing. If you don't buy, it's going to get smaller. If you do buy, it'll get bigger. <laughs> You'll know how good my business is doing by how big my trunks are. If oh. business is bad, you're going to see a whole lot of different ratings on Lucha Underground when I have Martin Moth is on the show. Well, I hope you get enough business to where you're wearing long tights then. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so too, but I'm still going to stay nice and short tights anyway. Just I like hearing people bitch. I won't lie. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I appreciate it, brother. A motherfucking stockbroker. <laughs> Who would have thunk? Who knew? Because I sure as fuck didn't. But that's, you know, that's the, you know, the art of conversation, I guess, or just, you know, sitting down, getting a chance to, you know, speak with somebody about themselves and you find out things you didn't know. Because uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm on his IMDb page as we speak. I'm just looking up some stuff because he's an actor as well. And um, got his baby face uh, picture up here with his black T-shirt. Looking all smooth and suave. Now, in this this incarnation, in this picture of him on IMDb, he looks like a stockbroker here. He slick his hair back a little bit. And put him, I can see him putting him in suit, power tie. Yeah, this motherfucker is crunching the numbers and trying to make your portfolio look good, make your money work for you. <laughs> but then I scroll right under it. We got him with the fucking uh, sweater tied around his neck. He's sitting in the rocking chair with the book in his hand, and he looked like he about to tell you some creepy Bedtime stories. <laughs> anyway, it was great. Um, I look forward to more opportunities uh, working with this guy. And um, I, I'm i flabbergasted. I don't know what to say. I'm just very appreciative of him taking this time out of his busy schedule in his life. I mean, he didn't take too much time out. This motherfucker was still getting a massage and shit while he was doing the podcast. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you wasn't stopping too much of what he was doing to um, chitter chatter with me. But it's all appreciated. And I wish Mr. Kasawas the best of luck and um, more pain and carnage to be inflicted upon his opponents in the Lucha Undergrounds and wherever else that he undergrounds at. <laughs> so let's wrap this shit up, put a bow on it, and get the fuck up out of here. You can follow me on Twitter at It's B-Rob. That's I-T-S-B-R-O-B. If you want to talk professional wrestling and other general shenanigans, um, the show also has a Twitter. You can follow the show on Twitter at, wait for it, R-R-R underscore podcast. Do that to the cadence of the new day in your head and it'll be funny every time. R-R-R underscore podcast <laughs> I get a chuckle out of it at least but you can go to randomrobcast.com to where you can find my guest list and um, the podcast and other ways that you can help and support the show and make it grow into something bigger hey I'm taking steps you seen I did some YouTube videos here most recently in Walmart with my high speed camera and my Rode microphone that I was able to acquire I'm looking to get some handheld microphones and start conducting some interviews in there hey if y'all want to shoot some questions my way you can use the email address randomrobcast at outlook.com shoot me some questions and then whenever I get that thing going up in the Walmart with the microphone and all this other stuff I can ask the patrons of Walmart, your listener questions. So that's something I'm looking forward to doing. And um, if you just want to ask questions in general, um, you know, hit me up on Twitter or use that email I just said. Also, you can follow me on Instagram where I'm walking through Walmart and doing all these cool things. So check it out. Use the hashtag Walmart log, L-O-G, on Instagram. You can see all the Walmart videos. Most recently, I was in there with one of my guests. Um, Foxy, she's a comedian and um, she busts my cherry this weekend. I've never been to a stand-up comedy show in my life. Uh, she's a local comedian here in Houston. She had a show in my hood, in my neighborhood, in my barrio, and I went see it. Me and my wife got shit face and listened to some comedy and died of uh, almost heat exhaustion because it was hot and fuck and the air conditioner wasn't working in that place. But hey, I got tipsy. And I uh, listen to some funny people tell some funny jokes. So shout out to Foxy. And um, yeah, um, Joe Moffat as well. He was in here in Houston. We all got together, me, him, and Foxy. And we got an episode that'll be coming out either on his show or my show or whatever the case may be. And um, that's about it, y'all. Randomrobcast.com. Support the show. You can be a patron like Brandon McIntyre and Glenn Abbott, which I owe some items to that I will be shipping out to them very shortly. Um, I shouldn't have said nothing. Should have just let it be a surprise. But it is what it is. And you can be a patron too. I mean, I got a $1 tier. I got a two. Uh, God damn it. My wife messed me up. She's yelling at my kids. I got a $1 tier, a $3 tier, a $5 tier, and now a brand new slam the door, you motherfucker. A brand new $10 tier, which if you sign up for that, you get a free t-shirt as long as all, uh, it's as long. You get a free t-shirt as well as all the other incentives of the other tiers that um I have in the patron account. So you get a free t-shirt on your um, first purchase. Well, it wouldn't be a purchase. You get one free t-shirt of your choosing. 
the second time you purchase something, you get five dollars off or rebate or some kind. And the third time you buy a T-shirt or something like that, you get ten dollars off. And then the fourth time it starts over. So your fourth item is free. Then the next one's five. So on and so forth. It's just a circle. And um, so you can get free shit every third purchase. <laughs> cool, ain't it? I like it. Now, join up. Purchase shit. And I also co-host a podcast called The Pipe Bomb with McCool and Company, which since Martin Casales has been on my show and he was gracious enough to pop on over to The Pipe Bomb with McCool and Company. So we got an episode with him as well. So listen over there. You get a double dose of uh, Marty DeMoth this weekend if we get that out on time. And the Random Rounds with Rob podcast is in association with Hush Your Face Entertainment, a collective of podcasts that stand together most of the time and we put out that cool ass content so as always i'll see you next time hush your face is coming straight to your ears a podcast network that's changing gears bringing fresh funky pods with a fresh funky beat a family of pods that are bringing the heat there ain't no stopping us keep coming back to us sick ass pods that'll make you hush www hush your face www hush your face www hush your face